This is Blind Football News. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Blind Football News. It's Wednesday the 22nd of November and as always I'm your host Joe. So if this is your first time listening... Blind Football News is a podcast aimed at blind and visually impaired listeners, bringing them the joy of the beautiful game, all the news of the world of football or soccer, and also select highlights and games in form of audio description. And today, apart from the news, we've also got two games that we'll be looking at in a bit more detail, or at least looking at the goals and the key moments. Um, But first things first, and we'll start with the news. I guess the main news is that the European Championship Qualifiers 2024 are over. Well, I say over, not fully. We still have the playoffs to look out for. But Croatia managed to get the last ticket for Germany 2024. They beat Armenia 2-1, while Wales drew with Turkey. So that put the Croatian team through and Wales into the playoffs. Talking about the playoffs, we also know which teams will be competing in the playoffs now. Um, There's three pathways, pathway A, B and C. And in pathway A, we have Poland, Wales and Estonia. In pathway B, Israel and Bosnia and Herzegovina. And then we have three teams, Finland, Ukraine and Iceland, which will be drawn to either of the paths. So we have three slots available and three teams. One one available slot in path A and two in path B. And these three teams, Finland, Ukraine and Iceland, will be drawn to them. And then we have a semi-final and final situation. And path C is already clear. It's Georgia, Greece, Kazakhstan and Luxembourg that will be battling for one of the tickets. In each of these paths, only one ticket is available. So the winner gets the ticket. And uh, something I missed, apropos news, that wasn't yesterday but happened the day before, was a historical moment for San Marino, who scored their third goal in the third competitive game in a row. It was the third, third consecutive goal for the football minnows. And uh, why I say I missed it? Because I actually have the audio of this, the, the game. It was a penalty scored in the 97th minute. And this is what it sounded like. So a penalty goal for San Marino and mass hysteria. Well... Technically, probably not mass hysteria. I don't know if there's enough people living in San Marino to qualify as mass hysteria. But anyway, a lot of happy people and a really nice moment from the Euro qualifiers. Um, Talking about nice or curious moments, uh, today in the morning, so today 22nd, the round of 16 in the under-17 World Champion took place in Indonesia. And Uzbekistan managed to throw out England 2-1. So quite a surprise in that tournament. And other than that, There's not too much that happened yesterday, so we'll go straight to the two games we're going to cover today, which is Austria against Germany, the friendly game, and then the highlight, Brazil against Argentina. And we'll start with Austria against Germany. The first key moment in the game came in the 16th minute. Austria have the ball in their own half. Posh plays a chip ball over the last line of defend. It connects with Gregorich. Gregorich heading towards the centre of goal, one-on-one with Trapp. He takes a shot, but Trapp saves. A wonderful save. He comes out, makes himself as tall and wide as possible, and it hits him on his right outstretched arm. It was a great save to deny the Austrians, to deny the hosts to go ahead 1-0. Then the 29th minute, Austria win the ball deep in their own half, play a quick combination with a 
long ball that is headed back and then played towards the left corner of the penalty box. So they get through the whole pitch within a few seconds. Sabitzer receives the ball at the edge of the penalty box, challenged by two defenders. He decides to take his time, shoots with his right foot towards the inside of the post and scores! He puts Austria up 1-0 against Germany. Completely unsuspected. Goalkeeper trap didn't even move. It kind of caught him wrong-footed and surprisingly, at least before the start of the game, put Austria ahead. This is what it sounded like in real time. Sabata decides to go it alone and finishes supremely well. They deserve that. They've been the better side. So before the game, you would have expected Germany probably to make light work of the Austrian neighbours. But Austria played really well and, well, as the commentator said, they deservedly went into the halftime 1-0 ahead. The next key moment came in the 48th minute. Austria have possession of the ball in their own penalty box. They try to build an attack from the back. Alaba has the ball in the centre, plays it to the left sideline where Mwene gets the ball. Mwene charges down the sideline and gets challenged by Leroy Sane. First, Leroy Sane trips up Mwene. Mwene goes to ground and while tumbling down, he takes Sane with him. Sane and Mwene both get up, they look at each other and then Sane shoves his opposition player in the face. Red card. Sane can't control his emotions, no idea what went on in his mind there, but he completely loses it and ends up getting taken off the pitch and reducing his sight to 10 men. And the strange thing about the situation is actually while he leaves the pitch, he has to be consoled, but it's not an Austrian player, uh, it's not a German player that's consoling him or calming him down. It's actually the Austrian substitute, Marco Nautovic, who wraps his arm around him, talks to him and kind of gets him down. So, yeah. Really strange situation, especially because this was a friendly game, as you would say. But anyway, 48th minute, Germany down to 10 men. Then the 73rd minute, Austria have the ball in the centre circle. David Alaba plays a ball towards the penalty box. It's dropped by Gregoric, and suddenly Baumgartner finds himself one-on-one with the keeper. He goes towards the keeper, and he chips a beautiful goal, 2-0. Austria up 2-0 against Germany, something no one would have expected, probably, but completely deserved of course against 10 people it's easy to score but make no mistake that was a wonderful goal he gets put through one-on-one with the keeper the keeper comes towards him Baumgartner just keeps his cool amazing composure there with the charging keeper to just coolly chip the keeper with his right foot the goalkeeper tries to kind of get his arm up in time to stop the ball from going over his head but no chance and the ball fits just perfectly under the crossbar it's a real wonderful dinked finish from about 13 meters out and and just the icing on a cake on a perfect night for Austria. Great night, of course, beating your neighbors, beating Germany, your rivals with the historic rivalry between the two nations. Uh, Yeah, great night for Austria. Not so great for Germany. Um, Nagelsmann losing to Turkey, now losing to Austria. Not the best of starts to managerial life as German national team coach and a lot of work that the German national team will be having to do before their tournament in their own home country next summer. As I mentioned earlier, there are two games we'll be looking at today. So the first one, Germany-Austria, and the second one, as announced, Brazil against Argentina. Played in the Estadio de Maracanã in Rio de Janeiro. A huge game to two biggest South American football nations, if not the two biggest nations in terms of football in the world, facing each other in the World Cup qualifier. And before the game could start, there were mass problems with fans and police. There was a violence and the pictures went through the internet where a Argentina supporter had to be carried off on a stretcher with a face that was more red than anything else. And that did set the tone for the first couple of minutes of the game. With 33 minutes played, we already had seen 
three yellow cards for the Brazilian side. The first action of the game, the first key moment, came in the 38th minute. Brazil have a free kick from the, well, from about 25 meters out from a half-right position. Rafinha steps up, takes a shot, and misses by inches. A great shot to the near corner, to the near top crossbar, but it just goes over, and Emi Martinez, Argentina's goalkeeper, breathes a sigh of relief. The next action would come in the 44th minute. Brazil win a corner from the right side. They play an in-swing cross towards the goalkeeper. Emi Martinez comes out, he punches the ball away, but only to the edge of penalty box. Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal is there, he takes the shot, it goes past the keeper, but a defender is on the line and clears it. Christian Romero clears the ball on the goal line to keep scores level in the 44th minute. It was a well-taken shot by Martinelli, who takes one touch and then just lashes through it with his right boot, with the laces. It heads towards the right corner, so the far post, and would have definitely gone inside had not Christian Romero been stood on the goal line to keep scores level at nil-nil, which would also be the halftime score. The second half started with more Brazilian pressure. In the 58th minute, they have a throw-in. Down the left side, Gabriel Jesus gets the ball. He charges at the Argentinian defence, gets past one, past two, past three defenders in the penalty box. He slips under a challenge, but the ball rolls to Gabriel Martinelli. Martinelli, completely free in front of goal, 12 yards out, he only the keeper to be. He takes a shot and saved! Awfully placed, he shoots more or less straight at the goalkeeper, straight at Amy Martinez, and he will be thanking his, well, he will be thanking whatever deity or entity he believes in or doesn't believe in, in case he's an agnostic, but that was a guilt-edged chance for the Brazilians to go ahead. So, still, nil-nil. Five minutes later, Argentina's son, a corner from the left side, played Blasenso, out swinging towards the penalty box, Otamendi jumps, heads and goal! He scores, he puts the Argentinian side ahead in Brazil, in Rio, in America now, with a header at goal. The header goes from the penalty spot straight into the top left corner. Nothing keeper Alisson can do to keep that one out. This is what it sounded like on Argentinian TV. Va el centro! Claro que sí! Otamendi, como siempre! As mentioned, it was a great header from the penalty spot, really powerful into the top cross corner. A great header, a great goal, 1-0 Argentina. The next key moment came in the 80th minute. Brazil have the ball deep in their own half. Instead of mindlessly throwing everything ahead, they try to build an attack. They have the ball in the centre, play it towards the right, right touch line. Richarlison gets the ball, he's challenged by Rodrigo de Paul, plays a pass to his teammate and just reaches back with his hand, pushes him and... Whistle, red card. He shoves Rodrigo de Paul, yes, but it's a red card. So what happened exactly? He had the ball, he was challenged from behind. Rodrigo de Paul was grabbing his arm and Richarlison turns around and with his right hand, he pushes Rodrigo de Paul's, well, I'd say belly or chest area to keep him away from him. De Paul immediately goes to the floor, clutches his face and the referee gives a red card. To be honest, it's a real awful red card in my opinion. Uh, I can get that it was a foul and it was maybe reacted not in the right way, but that was never a red card. He didn't. There was no endangerment, nothing at all. He was pulled back on his by, on his arm by his uh, opponent and he turned around and shoved him. Yes, he shoved him, maybe yellow card, but red card never. And that was actually it. That was all she wrote. The final note on this game leaves a sour taste. Once again, we have officiating that's, well, let's say not exactly ideal in this game that 
to be honest, in itself also wasn't ideal. It was a very, very feisty game between two sides that just didn't want to give each other an inch and more often than not did that by kicking and tearing and grabbing and whatever. So not the football highlight you would have expected, at least not from a, neut from a neutral perspective, but still an emotional festival, spectacular. And the very, very first time in history that Brazil has lost a World Cup qualifying game in the home stadium in Maracanã, not only in Maracanã, in Rio, but in Brazil in general. So history was written yesterday. Argentina, the first side ever to beat Brazil at home in a World Cup qualifying game. All right, so that was all for yesterday. Looking ahead to today or to tonight, well, to be honest, it's not like there's a lot going on. I guess the pick of the games would be from the Women's Champions League. We have Barcelona playing Frankfurt and Lyon playing SK and St. Pölten, uh, two games where we have clear favourites, Barcelona and Lyon respectively. So yeah, I wouldn't expect a surprise like yesterday or like today at the Under-17s World Cup between Uzbekistan and England. But I'm sure that we'll have something else to report about because football or soccer is the game that keeps on giving and there'll definitely be more to talk about tomorrow. All right, that's it for me. So I hope you have a wonderful day, a wonderful rest of the day. A good start to tomorrow and I look forward to welcoming you back again then. Take care and goodbye.